Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. This is going to be our Fake Nerds Watch series for the fifth Star Trek series, I believe. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. With me is Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. What's up, my friend? This is a beautiful day in history, man. Beautiful day in history. Yeah, I'm really happy that this background is colorful, unlike our last show, uh, which had a very black background. It pops. It definitely pops a lot. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of the first episode, which is titled Strange New Worlds? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, the world building from the very get-go I thought was wonderful. The scenery, um, I love the fact that we're getting this man haunted by his future yeah and we see that continuously throughout this episode it seems like it's going to be definitely something very continuous throughout the entire season until he realizes there is no escaping death which i won't spoil it now we'll get to it in the this episode but no full spoilers full spoilers okay um we have this monologue with him kind of realizing that he knows the future and because he knows the future, he has the ability to use that to impact other people and other worlds to help them either join the Federation or become stronger as a civilization. I really loved this. I thought this was excellent. This was yeah. this. This was Star Trek, baby. This is a like pilot. this. Was, this is a pilot. This was this was exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, when I saw the trailers, I was like, man, this looks cool. This is funny. Yes. Um, it's got a great tone to it. It's bright. It's yes. fun. Um, I was just so jazzed by this episode. I've watched it twice and I, and I want to watch it a third time. Um, I think that there's a lot to love in this one. And what you're talking about of like, um, the, this is a really interesting first contact scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Like we've much. never seen, we've never seen this before. This is, there's like, yeah, we got probes and they told us the probes told us they have warp technology. So we'll go do first contact. Wait, they don't have warp technology. Like they're on the ship and they're like, this is 21st century tech. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. Why are we doing first contact with these people? How did they develop bastion on light travel? And then you find out. It's a bomb. It's a bomb. And more importantly, they realize this technology due to discovery season to going out into space. Yeah, uh, the 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 fight, the battle at the end of Discovery season two is important to this season, to this episode specifically, because that's how these people were able to develop warp technology. They were able to develop a, a matter antimatter con, uh, containment chamber so that they could create a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pike has this great moment again, like the enterprise doesn't fire a single weapon in this episode. Um, and he, go, he says to them, um, let me show you, you know, you, you're very similar to our earth. Let me show you what happened to us. Love this. Yes. Because if, 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 because he says that he says to, to Spock, it's like humans, you know, we up at, we know we're going to die, but up until the very last minute, we still think we can cheat it. Yes, we still and think we can escape it. On his face. So brilliant. And then when he says, and then when Laon is like, um, knowing that you're going, when you don't think you're going to die, makes you cocky. 
and mm-hmm. and um he says like okay you know what let me show you what what's going to happen to you if you develop this technology if you continue down this path here's the three wars we went through that yep. wiped out our civilization we are jumping now, ahead though yeah i know but like this this is all part of the this is all part of like i don't care about not jumping ahead because look <laughs> look at this i want to show you my notes so we just recorded picard here are my notes for picard okay right every blank spot is filled let me tell you my notes for 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 strange new worlds that's it that's it because i loved this episode wow okay and i don't write down notes for things that i love look at that because after a while you end up just being like oh i love that i love that i love that what with but because I've no I have nothing critical to say about this. There was a um I I watched Trek Culture on YouTube, which has the series of ups and downs that mm-hmm. talk about like and they were just like, Yeah, uh up, 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 up. They gave they gave this episode a perfect score. And I'm like, Yeah, this is it, a perfect it's, episode. It's absolutely wonderful. It draws so much attention to Certain people right off the jump. Of course, we're gonna. The story does revolve around Pike, especially, but we are getting so much depth already in all these different characters. And, and one thing that stood out to me that I love is this bridge crew and this crew so far has three males. That is it. Everybody is a female so far, and we have two number twos that are both females. Which number number one? Sorry, number ones. I apologize. Number ones. We have two number ones that are both female that that showcase what Star Trek is, which they like to push the boundaries on things that are current and they apply that to their show. Well, and this Pike, is like women empowerment, which I love. Pike gets onto the ship and he's like, hey, uh, wait, I have a number one. I thought in Una's absence, you would be my number one Spock. And Spock's Spock, like, yeah. no, they want me in science right now. So they gave you on. And so like, La'an's a cool character because she wasn't meant to be on the Enterprise. She impressed Pike, so she was given a commission on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, you already kind of get a sense of, so we don't really get to know, we don't really get to know Uhura. We don't really get to know Ortega's. We don't meet, even meet the chief engineer in this episode. But but that's fine because I know in the next episode we might, right? Mm-hmm. We might get to know these these characters more because this is what episodic storytelling can shine as you don't need to constantly try to develop every character, every episode. You can just focus on a few. And then yeah. the next episode, you focus on a different few. Correct. What was her name? This new number one. What was her La- last name? La'an Noonien Singh. So, yeah. is she? Yeah. She is. She is somehow related to Khan. Okay. All right. Because I'm, I'm sat, I sat there. I was like, huh. I literally paused it. Where have I heard this name before? This is so interesting. So, okay. All right, cool. That's, that's very interesting how we have discovery being tied in. And now we have Picard being tied in to a strange new worlds. Well, not even, it's not even Picard. It's just Star Trek history. Because Khan, Khan is in the best Star Trek movie. Khan is, was introduced in the original series. Um, Okay, I want to be clear. Khan is in the best Star Trek movie, which is The Wrath of Khan. Do not mm-hmm. anybody tell me that Ninja Darkness is a good movie. 
I will kill I you say, all. Don't bring, don't we bring in Benedict Cumberbatch in here? No, no, no. Um, yeah, I, and we get like hints of like there's something more going on with her because she's like, I don't want a sedative. Don't give me a sedative. Just give me the thing. And it's like it's very painful. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I love Mbenga. Uh, yes. Right away, I'm in love with this man. Yes. Um, and he, uh, Chapel, Nurse Chapel is delightful. I hate oh, yeah. Chapel. I want it. I want it on record. I hate Nurse Chapel from Star Trek: The Original Series. I hate but. her so much. But no, 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 but I want to get my hate out real quick. No, but <laughs> yet. I think she's a terribly written character. There's no slight on my Jell Barrett. She's she's a good actress. She's fine. Um, I like all all of her. I like. I even like Luxana, who she plays in Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard that she was going to be in the show, I was like, okay, great, cool, whatever. But in the original series, uh, her only purpose is to swoon for Spock. That's really okay. it. And that, Which that's, we get glimpses of here. But she is such a more compelling character. Already yes. in one episode, she's my standout. Yes. she. And it reminded me of Luna Lovegood, which is from Harry Potter. The blonde, everything's very bright, very white on her. And mm-hmm. she's meant to stand out. And it's meant. it feels like it was intentionally put that way. She's meant to be set apart from her counterparts in previous shows. And she's, I love that. She's the only character... She's the only legacy character that on the show that I'm like, I don't see how you become the one from the original series. Yeah. I just same. I don't I don't see that path, but I don't care because this is a more engaging version of that this character. Yes. Um, so like I you know what? She's Chapel's sister. I don't care. <laughs> um I really like that character. I really like her interaction with Uhura, the chase scene on the halls of the Enterprise, and then just running. I love just running. Is the emergency transporter up and running? Let's go. Beaming to the bridge. Oh, man. I really like this episode. You and me both. And this, for a pilot, this one pushed the boundaries a lot because we got a lot more skin than we normally do. Mm. Especially in the. Yeah, we see. We see. Captain Patel, uh, yes. Captain Pike, and Captain Patel had a wonderful night together. A wonderful um, night. Do you know who? Ha, have we talked about Robert April together? No. So, do you know who that person is who recruits Pike, who like comes to him in the shuttle? No, I do not. So that's the first captain of the Enterprise. Okay. So yes, the Enterprise. We did talk about it, and you said that yeah. they took him and they made him African American rather than keeping him. Yeah, Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the original, because the animated series is not canon. Sorry, guys, it's not. Um, the the so like it doesn't matter. It's cool that Robert April is still a character in Star Trek, but like you can whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like this. I really like this actor for him, and it's really cool that we now have a show where all three captains of the Enterprise could potentially team up. Just could we see a mission where Robert April, Captain Pike, and Lieutenant Kirk just go have fun for a minute? Right. I'd be totally into that next season. That'd Hell yeah. Cool. Speaking of Lieutenant Kirk, the balls to bring in Samuel Kirk with a mustache, a with full that... mustache. Because we get no facial hair, really. At least well, like in this the the TOS era, we don't have facial hair. So in the in the original series, when we first meet 
we we meet Sam Kirk in the original mm-hmm. series, and he he's dead. Like he we see his dead body, and it's played by William Shatner in a bad mustache. Yes. So it's funny that they brought those like Lieutenant Kirk, who you requested, da, 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 and everyone's like, oh my god, James Kirk's on the Enterprise already. That's weird. He served on the Farragut beforehand, but it's Lieutenant Kirk. It's it, it's it's Samuel Kirk. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm. I didn't know he was in the show uh, beforehand. That's a good surprise. I'm really curious to see how this goes. And it's kind of cool that we get to see more about this character because, again, the only time we've ever seen this character, he's been dead. Yes. And right off the bat, it's not the normal military style of coming on, like, very, very formal. It was like, hey, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry, Captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a swagger, there's a there's a a fun um, adventure energy to this. Um, it's it's you know Ortega's is in the chair and they're just like um, it's like we got a we got a uh, we got a problem. It's like always when I'm in the chair. Yes. Um, Kyle uh, beaming a liquid into Spock's eye. Yes. That is so bizarre and crazy. I would never trust that. Do not do that. You're going to like, my eye's going to get, you're going to pop my eye out or something. Um, Because like like, the precision to do that. Yeah. He even says like, it's not possible. We make it possible. Um, You know, it's very Chief O'Brien. Like, you know, you know, we got to figure out, we got to figure out how to make this thing that can't work, work. Yes. And it's Um, not like, oh, we're given a day. It's like, no, we're given minutes. Yeah. There's the um, there's the bit where, uh, so so okay, something that is a little strange for me, but I kind of understand for like, we got to kind of move the plot. It's weird that instead of just walking out in in their um, Kylie garb, which is the species name, you know, mm-hmm. they're just like, here's I got my tra- I got my thing, I got my stuff. Like they beamed, like the it's in the transporter buffer, that they and when changed. they're and they get changed in the trans in transport, that was weird. That's never that's not a thing ever. But now it is. I guess it's weird. Spock, Spock looks good in shorts. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, we we I knew Tapring was in the show. I didn't think we'd meet her this early. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see them have that date. Yeah, and and you're just like because you know that doesn't end well. Correct. Um, so you're just like yeah, Tapring Tapring's like I really want to marry you, Spock, and let's go ha- let's go have sex. Um, <laughs> Spock, Hold are on. you naked? Duty calls. <laughs> um there there's the bit where um like so you can tell like to praying already is just like you know your duty to starfleet isn't going to work with your duty to me yeah. um and that that's pretty good setup for where we where we see to praying in uh, the original series correct um also strange that pike knew to praying but kirk didn't yeah Strange, they're, right? They're pushing the boundary a lot on canon. What's not canon now? Yeah, I don't mind though because there's nothing breaking. There's nothing breaking canon. Yeah, I don't think not here. Besides anyway. the war timeline, uh, just don't move the eugenics wars. Just keep it in yeah. the '90s. How do don't. you how do you feel about their uniforms with the two piece separation uniforms, the the high boots, and like it's it's so close. But yet, it's got its subtleties of differences. So, there's from TOS. This looks very similar to the Kelvin 
timelines, like Star Trek Nine, those uniforms, because okay. they had a, a like a gold tunic uh, over a black shirt, a black undershirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really busy, and I don't necessarily care for that. I actually do really enjoy the this look. I like this this fit. I think the the subtlety and the and the design uh, on the shoulders is kind of cool. The only thing I'm not crazy about is just in general, I don't like it being a two piece. Okay. Because the original series, it's not the black. It's just a black collar. Gotcha. Um, the like other th- the other thing is like, yeah, I don't mind the change to the badges. I kind of do miss like just like it being a patch, but I don't mind the badges. Okay. Um, there's the, there's the, um, the discovery season two uniforms when Pike shows up in that show. I think that's so far been the best update of the original series uniforms mm-hmm. to date. No, I take that back. Star Trek beyond Star Trek beyond is the best original series uniform updates to date. They're pretty good. You're, you're the you're the expert, so I'll, you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Um, so make a point while I look this up, so we can we okay. can stall for some time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I once I saw the uniforms, I thought that that was very clever on their part to reimagine something that a lot of people are so very much common with and used to, but at the same time keep it very fresh. And I love, like I said, I love the fact that we're getting a lot more female empowerment. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think those rule. Um, the only thing is, I don't like Captain Kirk's like color. I wish it was a little bit more brighter rather than like a dirty mustard. Oh, sure. That's the only thing. I like um, vibrant colors. And we get a lot of them in this episode. Yes, we do, which is so refreshing. And I think that's something that previous star trek has had like especially with tos has had those Mm -hmm. vibrant colors you're walking onto the bridge and it's like the reds you're getting all that vibrancy i love that yeah i i really like the look of the enterprise and this just exterior the exterior of the enterprise looks great the interior of the enterprise looks great um i've always loved this i've always loved this uh the original enterprise and kind of i think it's a good update i know there's there's some people who are a little upset at the um uh, let me show you the so I have this little model of the Enterprise. Uh, this so this is the original. This is the okay. TOS Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, see how the the nacelles are held on by these straight pylons. Mm-hmm. The the new Enterprise design for this show, the pylons are slanted back. Okay. There's some people saying uh, calling foul on that, but I think it's such a minor change that I was just happy that the deflector dish was sticking out. I was like, yeah. wow, they got they got the deflector dish sticking out. You don't <laughs> need to do that. It's uh, it's I thought yeah. it was really, really cool. I love the look of it. I think everything about it was yeah. And I <laughs> how do you okay so we we got the intro beforehand before the show. And then oh yeah the, the little the little like the enterprise flying around and makes the delta that's cool. Yes. That was right. Yeah, I thought that was so awesome. I was like, okay, okay, you guys, you got my attention. The the intro, the space, the final frontier, so good. I'm so happy yes. we got to see that again. It looks great. Uh, it I, I really like the new the new theme for it. Um, feels like a good update to the original series theme. Because mm-hmm. like he shouldn't have the original series theme. Like I, like admittedly that should be Kirk's, but like. 
still solid. I, I yeah. man, I don't. Let me see if I have an like an actual note I could bring up. Oh, the USS Archer. Yes, I'm always here for some Enterprise love. Yes, you and me both. I I love Enterprise. Always shouldn't, did. but shouldn't the president, the first president of the Federation, have a much more grand ship named after him than just yeah. a saucer with a nacelle? <laughs> Definitely, with three people manning it, right? Um, but I digress. It's cool that they called it the USS Archer. Uh, Discovery had the had the like the the Starbase Archer or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Picard had the the QV one sixty five from the Enterprise. Like a lot of Enterprise love. I'm really enjoying <laughs> that. For sure. Um, yeah. I, one thing I I loved was the sound that we got throughout this entire episode. Yeah, we have so many callback sounds that are quintessential to Star Trek TOS. So and, many great redesigns of the technology too. Yeah. Um, you know, you see the tricorder and it looks like the old tricorder, just kind of a little bit, a little bit more modern. Um, yeah. and you see like the, the, the communicator looks just out of the original series. Um, everything, but everything's kind of got just like a more modern sensibility to it. But this to me is the kind of update that I always wanted from Star Trek. You know, it, it's the thing when Discovery was like, we're going to update all this stuff. I'm like, okay, great. You can update it, but like, don't lose the iconography. And I think Discovery did lose the iconography. Mm-hmm. I can agree. And I, and I think you... that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, just no, it, it's going to be something totally different. So continue on. Oh, I was going to say like, there's a quote from Akiva Goldsman, who's the showrunner of the show of the show, who I normally don't really like, um, but he wrote a hell of an episode. Um, he said that like when he came on board, Discovery was on was in production. And he had only heard of Discovery, and he was like, "Oh, so you're going to do a prequel to Star Trek? So you're going to do Pike, Spock, number one?" And when he came on board, Discovery, and they were like, "No, we're not doing them. We're doing something completely different." It's like that's the show, though. That's the show you do. Why do you go back here and you don't do that show? And so he was like completely baffled by it. So that's why the Enterprise shows up at the end of Discovery season one. That's why Pike's in Discovery season two. And then that's why the show exists is because for when he came on board Discovery, he was like, you should have always you should have always done this show. You should never have done Discovery. You should have always done this show. Mm -hmm. And I agree. For sure. For a, a pilot, we get a really strong story and it it's simple but it's a really strong story pikes number one went on to a first contact and now they're out of communication range something went wrong so now christopher pike is taken out of he's not in retirement he's just not he's trying to figure out what he wants to do he's not sure he's not sure if he's going to return to command because he doesn't know what knowing his future will do to him will he be too cautious will he be too Will he be too cautious? Will he be too reckless? Like he does, he just doesn't he doesn't know. Yes. And I, I think that's a good place to keep that character for for this first for sure. episode. I agree. I definitely agree. And I, I like the fact that they play on that a lot. And he only does his mission for one reason. He's like, well, okay, it's my number one. At first, he was very hesitant. He's like, get someone else to do it. But then deep down inside, he knows all along that his his future is not necessarily written completely. Like, yeah, he knows how he's going to die, when he's going to die. 
However, he has 10, was it 10 years to go and figure yeah. out? He has six years. Oh, six years. Well, he does say, he does say about a decade. It's about, okay. si- it's actually about six or seven years. Okay. Until this so happens. he has about six or seven years to still make an impact on people's lives and on his own life. Yeah. And- I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the brilliant thing about this about the the heart of this episode which is like what would you do if you knew when and how you were going to die yeah like that's the it it's his fate is not going to change he is it is written he is not going to make a left turn and all of a sudden he's not going to end up in that chair no matter what happens he's ending up in that chair correct um so like i think it's a good debate to have him be like you know do I, if I get too reckless, I endanger the ship. If I'm too cautious, then what's the point of even going out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Captain Pike. I really I like do. Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Do. And I have to say, it still scares me a little bit every time I see that reflection. Like, whether it's he's creepy. Down, yeah, whether he's looking down his chair, he's looking out into space, whatever it is, and we see that reflection of him, and it's almost like he becomes more and more grotesque. Yeah. It's creepy. He's haunted by his future, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they they didn't drop that from Discovery. They kept it. They kept it a relevant part of that show. They even the Discovery references also don't lose you. You just kind you kind of it catches up. Like Spock's like, I miss my sister. Uh, mm-hmm. You went down to the Klingon planet of Borath and you saw their, your future. Like that's all we need to know. We don't need to know. Yeah. And then Control tried to destroy the sentient all sentient life in the galaxy by taking the sphere data out of discovery like we don't need to know all that for this show correct yeah um not, not essential yeah man i don't know i honestly don't know if i have much more to say i really like this episode uh it this was, is it was great i i loved there was a scene towards the end that i truly truly enjoyed and it was this concept of Earth was dying, so decided to bring the oceans into outer space in these bulbs. Oh, no, uh, uh, forests specifically. Um, yes. During World War Three, yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful place to do, like, so Starbase One, uh, which is the, the Starbase we see, is like, yeah, well, you know, these domes were made because, you know, the uh, when World War Three was going on, some scientists sent out seed pods, and they, so that we wouldn't lose our our thing but they we couldn't bring them down so we just built a star base here i was like that's yeah. really pretty that's a really beautiful way it to is. develop that yes so i i love there's there's just these brilliant moments that you see that are just sprinkled throughout this episode in particular um one of those is where they're having this debate the 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 fractioning people of this new planet are having this debate because pike said hey stop your war what we do is we have debates. We have disagreements. We have arguments. We talk them out. So we when see the two. When he's like, take me to your leader. Yes. <laughs> classic, classic alien type of thing. So we see them arguing and he go like, he's being taken back. And he, I forgot the exact line. I'm hoping you can remember the exact line he uses, but he kind of goes and lets them lead him. He says, hold on a second. Like we haven't really lost yet. He's like, he talks to his communicator that is sitting on the table. Oh, emergency communicate Captain Pike to the Enterprise. Show me what she got or something like that. And yeah. He brings like the like, Enterprise. 
comes so down. cool dude oh good. my goodness i smiled from ear to ear seeing that image and he's like so see i'm the guy with the biggest stick now and because I was he's like, like yes. because he says he says like uh he tries to get get through them it's like you know when elephants fight it's the grass that gets hurt yes. um and he and they're like he gave me proverbs but what i but i need a bigger stick correct and he's like, like so you're only gonna listen to a bigger stick well I have the biggest stick here. Yes. And so, then out stop. comes the ship just sitting there. And then you look down at the city and it's this gorgeous view of the city. And it's like, wow, these guys really did a wonder on their imagination of world building in I'm really, just one location. I'm really happy with the set design of the show in general, the the production design of, of it. Um because they have to create new species every every week almost. I mean, that, well, I'm sure we won't see any species all the time, but like still, um, they have to create these new planets. And what I really appreciate about this is going back to classic Star Trek, not just mm-hmm. Next Generation, but like original series, where it's like this planet is like 21st century Earth. It's slightly different because it developed in a different way. It's got it's got different cities. It's got different design buildings, but technologically wise um uh uh politically wise it's it's us right now yeah and so that creates the allegory that has been Correct. missing from that has been missing from star trek in a long time it now creates the idea of like oh this is now an allegorical story of you of know us. pike pike through star trek is telling us if we don't get better we are going to incite these wars yeah. um and it's wonderful, wonderfully oh, done. Yeah, I, I love it. Do you think we are going to go and see holodecks? No, the holodecks weren't invented until the twenty fourth century. Okay, that would be that would have been nice. I, I just would love to have seen updated holodecks. Okay, so here's so here's two things for you. One, the holodecks were not invented until the twenty fourth century, and the Enterprise was the the Enterprise D was the first ship to be outfitted with them. Okay. However, Star Trek Discovery season one introduces that Discovery has, if not a full blown holodeck, then a version of a holodeck, mm-hmm. uh, which really ruffled some feathers uh, when that aired, because it was like, that doesn't make any sense. Continuity wise. There is a Star Trek animated series episode where the enterprise has a holodeck, but again, that show is not Canon. Um, then when so if you recall star trek discovery had a lot of hollow technology so like people would instead of showing up on on view screens they would just kind of they'd be like yo i'm now walking around on the ship because i'm a hologram like they Mm -hmm. would do that which i always hated i always hated that idea i always hated that um in season two of discovery uh pike has to leave the enterprise because that hologram technology is is actively hurting the ship like it's making it malfunction it's just not compatible Mm -hmm. and so when we get back to the enterprise at the end of discovery season two uh number one is like yeah we've shipped all the hologram technology that there'll be no more holograms on the enterprise (laughs) he's so happy about it too yeah so i don't think we're seeing a a holodeck technology i think we're just going to ignore discovery uh discovery's bluff uh canonical bluffs gotcha um, because you can always do like a well, this enterprise is going to be like the beta tester for holodecks. No, but that was the enterprise D. 
It's 400 years. It's like 200 years later. No, it's 80 it's, years later. It's like a blink of the eye if you really think about it. No, I don't want a holodeck. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff without doing a holodeck episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for more of the show. I can't wait. Um, I hope we get into more weird sci-fi though one of the things i really appreciate about lower decks is how it brought back like weird 60s sci-fi elements Mm -hmm. um and i hope we we kind of get into that some more do you how do you feel about pike drinking on the job oh scotty was drunk all the time that's that's different that's he's the chief engineer it is it is worse (laughs) i was gonna say that's totally different <laughs> He's the chief engineer. He can blow up the ship. Ah, Oops. Mean, Scotty works better when he has a little bit of alcohol in him. No. Yeah. There is there is alcohol. Look, the Federation has not developed synthahol yet, and that and and so like there is alcohol on the ship. He, if he wants to have a drink, he can have a drink. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they put they gave him like a full bar, pretty much like a an actual bar lounge yeah. inside of his. His, area. his quarters are a lot bigger than Kirk's were in the original they series. Because <laughs> there's there's a lot of like the original series. I I appreciate that like I can still buy that this is the same Enterprise. It's just we're kind of looking at it from like a, a like a different lens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like we're we we saw the Enterprise through a low budget lens. Now we're seeing the Enterprise through a high budget lens, and right. it's not like. It's not like with the Kelvin franchise where I just can't see that Enterprise becoming the original series Enterprise. I can see how this Enterprise and the original series Enterprise are the same. Mm-hmm. To me, it lines up fine. Okay. Right yeah, I, think I, I, I don't have any complaints about this. I no, am all, all for it. I, we've talked about, we've we've been anticipating this day when it would come that we can sit down and talk about a Star Trek show that we all can gather around and love. And I think so far, granted, this is only the first episode, but you guys are starting on like on a really high note. So keep it up. I would love for this episode, for this season to be, to go from strength to strength to strength. But by the very nature of episodic television, there will probably be an episode or two that aren't very good or that just don't click with us. And the best, the best part about that is because it is episodic. Um, Unlike something like Picard or Discovery, if a bad episode happens, that's now just wasted time. Like you've mm-hmm. wasted time in the overarching story that you're trying to tell. Curse. But for an episodic TV show, if it's not good, well, you move on. And it's a completely new story that has nothing that has no bearing on what had come before that what came before it. So it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It gives them a cushion to kind of take some risks to to sure. really to really uh, to really try and do something new. And if it doesn't if if it doesn't work and they move on they try something new correct and i i i've missed this type of star trek because we haven't had it in quite some time when you really think about it It, it's been a good while since we've had live action episodic star trek it's it's really great to see what i would say the most classic star trek since enterprise like Mm -hmm. it's since enterprise ended I really love Lower Decks. I think Lower Decks is incredible. Um, but Lower Decks is a comedy. It, it, it is billed as a comedy. It tries to be a comedy. This is the first show that has tried to mimic 
what essentially a modern day version of the original series would have been. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily comedy, but it does still keep its 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 humor. Um, it kind of, it it feels like that adventure story that the original series was billed as. Yep. Um, and so in that way, I think it's just really nice to have a classic Star Trek show on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it for me, man. I I can't wait for episode two. How many episodes is this series going to be? Oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. The old days when we can get like 20 episodes in there. It's just these episodes are so expensive. Like I, yeah. I understand because like these shows, they look great and they are able to look great because they're short seasons with a lot of money. Well, let me put out this little note for them. Get rid of Discovery. You already got to finish with Picard. Put the, put the money that you're using in Discovery. Tell them. Right into this. And now you have double the budget. Bada bing, bada boom. Like People really like Discovery. And I, I appreciate it. I have been struggling with it for the past two seasons. This is... this is. I'll keep going with Discovery until it just does something to like make me absolutely angry. Oh, but yeah, like, me. I mean, for me, any Star Trek I'm still happy with. Like yeah. As long as it's still on the air and it's still pushing, I'm I'm happy. But I'm so glad that this show is on the air now because now I can be like, well, I'll always have strange new worlds. There you go. I I I need to talk to Mike and I I'm praying and hoping that he can get on the show and we can actually have a nice conversation to see if he likes the show because he hasn't liked Star Trek since Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, and well, decks, he likes he likes lower decks. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have Mike back. Um, you know, we talked about it off air, but he's been really busy lately. Um, hopefully, he can come back soon because this is the second long hiatus that he's done from his yeah. podcast, and that sucks that he just can't get a consistent schedule. For sure. Um, all right, that'll do it. So that's Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, guys. We're gonna keep going. Nine more episodes to go. That seems so short, um, <laughs> but. We will be there recapping all the episodes for you, um, gushing about it, hopefully, every episode. Um, so, yeah, stay, stay tuned. Uh, Cookie, why don't you plug your stuff? All right. You can find me on social media, on Instagram, at Just Little Podcast, on Twitter, at Just Podcasting. I'm on TikTok, and I'm on YouTube as well, uh, Just Little Podcast. Check me out there. I drop videos every once in a while. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the normal podcast, every single Tuesday, I drop a new episode. I've been kind of mixing it up, talking pop culture, and then having a guest on. So we'll see what happens on the next couple episodes. But it's been a good time. It's definitely been a good time. So if you need you a guest, find me here talking Star Trek with this lovely gentleman. I mean, if you need a guest, I'm right here. You're you're always welcome. You're always. Why welcome. don't you ask then? <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm really happy to be here talking Star Trek all every week with you guys. It's been a lot of fun um you and you and mike when he's here it's it's always great um so yeah guys like this video subscribe to this channel check out all of our other figures watches we've just finished picard um we have all the episodes of star trek season two starship picard season two that's all up now you can check them out there's all the episodes of moon knight we've done he and i didn't do moon knight but like i was on it with my podcast hosts um we did moon knight all six episodes that are up those are up now um coming up for fake nerds watch obviously more star trek strange new worlds but then uh over on the uh, over on the channel is you can also see obi-wan kenobi uh when that drops we'll be doing a fake nerds watch for obi-wan kenobi so excited for obi-wan kenobi dude 
Same. Same here. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for all of that. And again, like this video, subscribe to this channel, check out all of our other shows such as Baseball Arcade, Baseball Arcade Pause Mini, excuse me, Animation Station, and Figner Book Club. And you can check out, of course, our mothership show. I forgot to mention Fake Nerd Podcast on Star Trek Picard on the final episode of Star Trek Picard. So shit. Um, but you can check out, of course, Fake Nerd Podcast, guys. It's the Mothership Show. It's the show where all of this comes from. We've just talked about Star Trek. No, we've just talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And coming up is the unbearable weight of massive talent. If you want to join us there, we go live every Sunday. Otherwise, you can check it out on Monday. So that's that. Um, uh, uh, we have a Patreon. We have a T Public. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all the things I plug. We have a Patreon and T Public. If you want to support us financially, uh, such as that, or you can check out all the links on our website at fichtnerpodcast.com. We're on all the social medias at Fichtner Podcast. I am at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant. Um, I also write for Atomic Geekdom, where I wrote an uh, article about Robert April, the casting of Robert April, and why the outrage is ridiculous. Um, because again, not canon. Um, and uh, kaijuramanmedia.com is the fourth thing I do. Um, yeah, all that. BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, okay. Like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time we see us, guys. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. <laughs>